Hi everybody, uh, welcome back to the second episode of Bulbacast. I'm your host, RQ, and I've gathered a group of staffers here today, uh, some new faces and some of the old faces from the last episode, to talk about their impressions on the first bit of Ultrasun Ultra Moon. Uh, it's about two weeks now since the game's been out, so most of us have had time to at least play it. Um, some of us have gotten pretty far. Some of us less so. Um, in fact, I actually haven't even got my copy yet. So I'm going to serve as more of an interviewer, asking questions when needed, and sort of just priding the conversation along. Uh, before we get into it, I would like to uh, allow our new faces to introduce themselves. Uh, so, Seth, take it away. Hi, I'm Safir. I'm a moderator on the Bilbo Garden Discord server and a French translator for Bilba News, though I don't translate much things because there aren't many things to translate. And that's about all for me. Uh, my name is Saki. I'm a staff coordinator of all art that is made for Bilba Garden. And uh, furthermore, I moderate uh, the Pokemon video game section and the art gallery on the forums. Great. And from the old faces category, uh, it's myself, Glick, and maniacal engineer um so glick i'm gonna start with you how far have you gotten what are your first impressions talk to me i've only made it up to uh completing lana's trial at brooklet hill i might have spent just a little time playing other games this week as well as holiday things as it's thanksgiving here in america other games this isn't the mario odyssey podcast now is it i never said it was mario odyssey fair fair so what have you been playing Mario Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back back to the topic at hand. <laughs> T- tell us a little more about what you've thought of uh, you some so far. Well, I've only made it just to the second island now, so I haven't seen much of anything new. Uh, the Ultra Recon Squad shows up for five minutes to say things. <laughs> so who'd you pick as your starter? I picked uh, Rowlet. That's a good choice. Yep. An excellent choice. I've trying to go through a game trying to build a all-ghost team just for fun. Oh, nice, nice. I've actually never done the mono team on a normal run. So how do you plan coverage for that? Right now, I only have Rowlet and uh, Drifloon. Drifloon just annihilated Hala easily. And next, I should be getting a Cubone and then a Sandy Ghast, which should cover Grass, Electric. Nice, nice. All right, uh, Maniacal, let's take it from your side of the view. Uh, how far have you gotten? I just finished Mallow's Trial. I was kind of poking around the lush forest, seeing what I could catch there. Um... I guess my, my first major impression of the game, uh, about an hour in, I was playing, um, I was playing in an hour in, I found a shiny picky pack. And That's right. That, that made my day. It really did. You know, unfortunately, it had the Kenai ability, but one thing that I've found so far that I absolutely love is Mantine Surf makes it a billion times easier to get BP in this game than it was to get BP in Sun and Moon, and that's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I, I got my ability capsule, I now have Skill Link, and my shiny Cannon, which I've named Beaker, is now one of the prominent members of my team. Um, as far as, I'll, I'll expand upon what, what Glick was saying. It really does feel like what I've seen so far that's been new 
is just kind of shoehorned in there. And, and really, the, the best example I can give of that is in the intro of the game itself, when you first start the game, and you see the scene where Lily is running through the Aether Foundation, and you've got the Aether Grunts on one side, and then on the other side, instead of more Aether Grunts, you now have the Ultra Recon Squad. That's like the definition of shoehorning something in there. And... Um, <laughs> You know, they, they have done a bit more as you go further on, on the, the second island, but, you know, what I've seen so far with regard to the new content, it's, it, it really does feel like it's, it's shoehorned in there. And, you know, maybe it gets better as, as the game goes on. Maybe there's, there's more that's different. But right now, it, it really does feel like I'm playing the same game. Not that that's a bad thing, because I really did enjoy Sun, but, you know, it, it, it does kind of feel like I'm, I'm playing the same game over again. So what I'm hearing from our first two responders is that there's not much at the beginning. Um, so I'm kind of hoping and we're going to get to that. Um, Seth, how far have you got? Well, I was about to leave the second highland to go to the Aether um, Paradise. And then I was feeling a little tired, so I just booked a room at the Hano Grand Resort and I stopped there last night. <laughs> So what have you been up to at the Grand Resort? Well, you see there's this NPC who asks you to to battle a, a crab roller and use a Z-move. And I forgot to use a Z-move. So I have to wait for tomorrow before battling it again because I want to know what uh, the NPC gives you uh, for battling the crab roller. Ah, okay. So <laughs> what, what, have you, what have you thought so far of, uh, of what you've gotten through? Well, I like surfing, <laughs> and apart from that, um, as uh, Emmy said, uh, there's not really much new things, except from the Ultra Recon Squad uh, popping up at some moments, and this battle against uh, UB Adhesive uh, quite uh, randomly uh, on the second island. There's not many things, in my opinion. Though I liked Moon, so I enjoy playing Ultra Moon, but yeah, not many new things. Gotcha. And last, but certainly not least, Soki, what are you thinking so far? Um, I'm the farthest of you all, I think. I'm at the Eater Foundation now, looking for Lily. And uh, I can confirm there's not much that has changed, really, even that far. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah... You have the Ultra Recon Squad, sometimes they pop up and they say some things and then they go again and you're like, okay, thanks. Uh, but I do love them. I love, I have Ultra Sun, so I have Dulcie and Zazie. And they're cute, they have a fun dynamic and that's fun, they just don't appear a lot, so they don't do a lot. And uh, yeah, surfing's cool that you get a lot of BP, I just suck at it, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't get a lot of BP from it. Even if you do suck at it, it's still an easier way to get BP than the, yeah, that, the battle. Yeah, that's true, warrior. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And it looks pretty, especially at night. If you surf at night, it looks beautiful, so so that's cool. So what I'm hearing from you guys, as someone who hasn't actually gotten their copy yet, is that the plot isn't much different, surfing is awesome, and the recon squad just kind of shows up and doesn't do anything. Am I getting that right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Essentially. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so <laughs> it seems like everyone is basically on the same page. So I'm just going to open it up to the, the floor for a few minutes. Um, if anybody's got anything they want to talk about, uh, by all means, uh, let's chat. So I guess one of the things that I did 
and consider this cheating if you will, but I actually I managed to get myself a Vika Volt and a Crabominable very early in the game by trading back to my Sun version, which was already post-Elite 4, and I have an early game Vika Volt and, and Crabrawler, so I'm just steamrolling through the game. Totally cheating. <laughs> it is kind of boring that way, but... You know, I've, I've boxed both. I, I really, I wanted to see how both of them played because you get them so late in, in Sun and Moon that, that you can't really, especially Crabrawler, which is not so good against the Elite Four. <laughs> um, you know, the fact that you literally can only get it right before the Elite Four, you don't get to play with these Pokemon. And, and what I've really been trying to do here uh, is I've been trying to use Pokemon that I didn't use in Sun, or, in Sun when I played through that. Uh, other than Picky Peck, because I can't not use my shiny. Um, you know, I, I thought for a moment about making a monotype team, kind of like Glick was doing, but I I decided against it just because you know I I want to try a lot of different things, not just one thing. Um, the other thing that I can really compliment so far, and you know, this is because I I peeked ahead. I I I was looking on YouTube. Um, uh -oh. There are some some really really good songs because you know I'm, I'm excited about rainbow rocket i mentioned that last time and you know the the thing that i'm excited for when i get there is is not just what is rainbow rocket about because i still don't know I, I haven't looked at that but some of the the soundtrack for that is absolutely outstanding like the the, the versus team rocket grunt is is great um the versus cyrus theme i thought was was magnificent there are undertones of his boss theme from Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum. They've got a little bit of Versus Dialga and Palkia in there. Uh, and then what I think is, is absolutely amazing and definitely 21 years in the making was Giovanni finally has his own theme. And it is absolutely outstanding. I don't know if anybody's listened to that so far, but, you know, it's it's basically a remix of the Versus Team Rocket. It's got the Rocket hideout uh, from the game corner and a little bit of the, the Rocket takeover of the, the Goldenrod Tower in um, gold and silver. And, you know, it's 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 magnificent. It, it really is, and I, I think that it's, it's about damn time Giovanni got his own uh, theme. Amen on that one. Now, if I had known all that, I probably would have a copy already. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the the soundtrack itself makes it worth it. <laughs> I I am I am kind of disappointed. I'm not gonna lie that none of us have actually reached the post game yet. Um, I, I know I know <laughs> I know you did. I know we're like a Pokemon site and everything, but I don't think that more than one or two of us on the entire staff here on Bulba have actually beaten the game yet or even reached the post game. Well, um, some of us have to work for a living. <laughs> preaching to the choir here. Yep, I know. <laughs> But no, I, I think that just listening to you guys, um, I'm not hearing anything too surprising um, based on sort of what we talked about last time. Um, I think a lot of us were a little concerned that we weren't seeing much that was quote-unquote new, especially kind of knowing after the fact that Rainbow Rocket was like strictly a post-game entity. Um I feel like, and I'll let you guys who have actually started play kind of comment on this, but is it disappointing to you guys that the Recon Squad is sort of less important, at least in the early game, than you would hope? Yes. Yes. Definitely. I've actually been... I have the uh, guidebook for the game. I've peeked ahead a bit. It seems like the Recon Squad never really solidifies as an enemy. I, I don't know. I, I think that it's disappointing, um, especially when... 
they're sort of hyped up as this new sort of set of characters, new team, new squad, and then just have them not really do anything is kind of a shame. Yeah, I agree, because I really do love Dulce and Zalsi, and they're they're fun, and I was hoping to see them more. And I'm kind of disappointed you don't even see the team of the other version. I uh, I thought they would be there, but you just don't battle them. But they're not there at all, I think. Yeah, if they, if they bothered to make two sets for each game, you'd think they'd at least use them some amount. Yeah. It's called the quest for more money. Oh, <laughs> so it's Spaceballs too. There we go. I knew, I knew someone in the channel would get that reference. I love Mel Brooks movies. I know you do, and I do too. Exactly. But also, what's what's even worse is you have the Ultra Megalopolis, and, and I'm not there yet, but they hyped it up in the trailers also. Oh, there's a new city and a new area, and it's a it's a corridor, and, and that's it. It's, well, a, that, co- that, it's a corridor? It's a corridor! You walk through a corridor, and that's it! You see nothing else! There's no people, there's no... there's nothing! <laughs> That's what I felt about the ultra uh, the ultra space last time. It was literally just a a one directional corridor, and you yeah. couldn't do much. And I mean, again, one of the things that I loved about Platinum was you got to explore a lot of the distortion world, and you really can't say the distortion world was was linear because there was no such thing as linear. You got to walk on the walls, you got to surf down and up waterfall. Um, and, you know, you, you really got to explore the region. Yeah, there was no Pokemon there. Yeah, there was no, uh, you know, the only goal there was 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 getting to the end, battling Cyrus and defeating Giratina. But, um, you know, it, it was a lot more. It was truly a new world to explore. And, you know, Ultra Space last time and, and what you're saying about the Ultra Megalopolis this time is it's it's just a corridor. And, and that's that's disappo- more disappointing than anything else that I've heard so far. Yeah, it's when I heard of it, because I'm not there yet, but I heard it and I was so, I was really pissed off because <laughs> I was really looking forward to that. But yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> That's reassuring. No, it, it, it's like I said last time, I probably would be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Just cancel your pre-order. <laughs> the rest of the space will probably disappoint you as well. <laughs> That's so true. Um, so I think we've kind of exhausted what we've got here. Um. Unfortunately, a lot of us had kind of the same point of view, which not exactly shocking based on the last recording. Um, next time, and I really hope you join us for next time, I think we're going to sort of give more of a final thoughts on Yusum. And then we'll just sort of wrap that up, see what we thought about it, and talk about, finally, we'll all be able to talk about how awesome Rainbow Rocket is, because I've been looking forward to doing that for at least a month. So, again, thank you for joining us, and hope to see you guys next time on BulbaCast. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of BulbaCast. Since Rocket Queen has blasted off yet again, I, the marvelously entertaining maniacal engineer, shall be taking over the hosting for this second round of USUM reactions. Yes, they were that desperate. In the last segment of this episode, myself and other staffers pretended to be Golisopod and gave our first impressions of USUM. It is now two weeks later, and I will be talking to some of our other staff members who have completed the game, or at least gotten a little bit further in the game than I have. I myself have barely gotten further than I was two weeks ago, so I will be mostly asking questions and making humorous comments. 
what else is new. <laughs> Before we begin, though, there are a few new faces here to the Bulba cast, so let's have them introduce themselves, starting with T. West. All right. Hello, everyone. My name's T. West. I'm a moderator on the Bulba Garden forums, specifically Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and Pokemon Go. Like uh, NG said, this is my first time on the Bulba cast, so I'm excited to talk about the game and hear everyone's thoughts. DN, you next. Hi, I'm Dragon Nataku. I'm a Discord mod. I'm also known as DN. And, uh, yeah, hi. And last but certainly not least, Nono. Yeah, I am very. I, I'm a staff artist and I moderate the forums. Alright, I am also pleased to welcome back Saf from the last segment. Hey. Yep, Saf. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Short and simple, I like it. Alrighty, so, with introductions out of the way, let's make like obsolete HM and dive right in. (laughs) Starting with our panelists from last time. Saf, how much further have you gotten in the game, and how have your opinions on USUM changed since since our last conversation? Well, I managed to beat that crab roller in Hanu Grand Resort. And I'm currently on Minas Trial. Um, a lot has changed uh, compared to Sun and Moon now, and it's my opinion is way better than before. Um, the Ultra Ride was fine, though I didn't like the controls with the accelerometers. Mm, yeah. But I heard that you could change it for the circle pad, so that's fine. And yeah, now I'm on Minos Trial and collecting petals. All right. So, you know, that's how um, the opinions have changed since last time. Now we're going to get into some of the people who have not been on here before. Uh, DN, let's start with you. Where are you in the game and uh, how are you liking it so far? Well, I just finished the main game, and um, then I kind of got greedy and decided I wanted to soft reset for a shiny, um, the new UVs. Um, I've I've been enjoying it so far. I've pretty much enjoyed all the main Pokemon games I've played, and this one was pretty fun, too. All right. No, no, how about you? Where are you at, and what have you liked about the game so far? I just reached uh, the champion. Yeah, it's not much different from Sun, but I like the small changes they have, they have made. And especially the <laughs> photo club. The photo club is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's very entertaining. I also like the ultra space thing, because it's pretty easy to hunt for shinies, but you don't really get the ones you want. I found a stunfisk so far. Oh, nice. No. Yay, a pancake. <laughs> it wasn't what I was looking for, but it works. I found a shiny stunfisk in my white version, which is funny. I can go next. I've been uh, really looking for, you know, like Nono said, I've been looking through the Ultra Space looking for shinies at the moment. That's been taking up a lot of my time. Um, but as far as my overall impressions, you know, I've found that the game in a, many ways is similar to the first game, you know, Sun and Moon. And it's kind of hard to go through the first parts of the game. It feels very similar and it kind of drags a little bit, but I think once you get to the later islands, things open up a bit more. And I do like the new things that they added to the game. I mentioned the photo club, which I think is a, is a better improvement over the, um, 
what was it called in the first game? Uh, the Finder? What was it? Picture Finder? I'm not sure. Uh, Poke Finder. Poke Finder, yeah. Um, that was a nice change. I like the Mantine Surf. That's a lot of fun. New way to transfer between the islands. And, and I love the, the waves look great with the the surfing is fun. Um, I like that they added new Pokemon, you know, from the first game. Because I had a hard time making my team in the first yeah, game. Yeah, the games. first game were really lacking him. Yeah, it, you know, there were a lot of Kanto Pokemon, which is which is fine. But I was playing with those for so long. I, I wanted to make a different team. And it was a little tough to find different, you know, different creatures to use in my team. So that was nice. Um, yeah, I've had I've had pretty good pretty good thoughts about it. I think it's a pretty good game. Now, how have you guys been handling your, your teams? Have you been using the same six Pokemon since the beginning, or have you kind of been rotating your teams around, you know, using one Pokemon and then, you know, swapping it out for another Pokemon, or are you basically just going through it the same way that you did Sun and Moon? I, I usually use the same team. I like to... When, since I was a kid, I always liked to use a very specific set of types. You know, I would use a fire, a grass, a water, electric, and psychic. So I usually try to build my team around the best type coverage possible. Um, and this game, I started with uh, Poplio, uh, and last game I did Rowlet. So um, that's basically the way I usually build my team. Um, last time, I was having a really hard time finding a good water type on my team. I ended up going with Lantern. Um because I didn't want to use another Kanto water because <laughs> all of them were in the last Sun and Moon game. So that's kind of how I've been doing it. Saf, how about you? Um, in Ultra Moon, I just chose the cutest Pokemon I could get in the <laughs> early game, and I went with them. So I have a Primarina, a Lycanroc, yes, or Lycanroc, the, I don't know. I love Rockruff. The, so the, uh, the Dusk one, of course. Zorok and uh, Halucha that you get in a trade, uh, Sylvian and uh, the partner Cap Pikachu, and in Ultra Sun I'll be using the three starters. I'll try to do it with uh, the three starters. The three starters only. All right. No, no. How about you? What kind of team have you been using? Uh, I started out with Pop Poplio, but I didn't like. Uh, I like it, but I don't like it that much. So I eventually switched it out with Amantine. What don't you like about Poplio? I'm just curious. Uh, I like Poplio a lot. A lot. He's, <laughs> he's cute, but I don't like the last evolution Primarina that much. It's it's a nice design, but it's not something I will use, use in-game, so yeah. I have a Houndom, too. I like that I added that, because I have never had a chance to use it, and then they Added it in uh, Ultra Sun, so I got that game just because of the Houndoom. Mm -hmm. um, the rest of the team is just random things I've caught that I ended up liking. I kept Noibat on the team for way too long. It's pretty useless before it evolves. And lastly, DN, how about you? What kind of team have you been using? Uh, I usually try to put like um, a fire and a water and a lightning on all my teams. The thing about Sun and Moon is just... Um, usually I build my team from things that I find in that game specifically instead of trading in from somewhere else. But with Sun and Ultra Sun, I seem to be like finding other <laughs> Pokemon from other games. Like I used um, a Lucario that I had bred and I used Lucario and Sun also. Um, this time around, I also... Uh, repeated using Vicavolt because I really like Vicavolt. 
Um, I was also using the event Rockruff, the event Hat Pikachu, and um, an Oshawott that I found over Wonder Trade. Um, and uh, oh yeah, and I I was using Litten this time. I used all three last time for Sun, so I actually had the Discord choose my starter for me this time. That's cool. That's interesting. I've never even thought about bringing in other Pokemon from different games to use on my team. That's a good, that's interesting. Like I said last time, I kind of cheated. Um, I traded early game back to my Sun version to get a, a ridiculously early game Vika Vault and Crebrawler and got bored because I steamrolled through the whole game with those two. <laughs> so. Oh, but I, I traded a, I traded a Giraffe Rig from a really old game just to have that on my team. Yeah, that's cool. But I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't find anything else, and just, I like, I like Giraffe Rig. Like, Vickavolt is really good, though. Like, I swear, every single totem that I came across, Vickavolt took them out. Even when he was a grubbin, <laughs> he was like my MVP. Yeah, that's. I mean, that, that's a very good early game bug type. Uh, I, th I think we can all agree on that one. <laughs> what did you guys think about the new the new totem Pokemon? Did you like the way they they changed them up a bit? Or I like the way that they're not the same as in Sun and Moon, but I don't use the one you get from uh, Oak. Oh yeah, I put them in my PC. The last little thing in Sun, it was. Way too easy. You just hit it with a ground type, and it's it's dead. I like the Marowak better. It's harder to take down, in my opinion, anyway. I mean, I I haven't gotten very far in the game, but yeah, I really have liked the new totem Pokemon that I've seen so far. Uh, I really I have not been using the totems that I've gotten from Samson Oak so far. I I don't know if anybody, at least here, has, uh, but. You know, I, I tried using the Raticate, and it just, it really, it did not impress me. Oh, yeah? Hmm. yeah. I haven't used They're them either, funny. So. You can take pictures with them, so that's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stuck them all in my PC. Aww. Yeah, I, I just keep them in the PC, but it's fun collecting them, at least. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I like collecting stuff. Alright, so we've spoken a lot about the positives so far. Uh, but let's, you know, let's, let's change directions a little bit. What have you guys disliked about Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon so far? Um, let's start with No-No this time. The Ultra Space, it's, that, it has potential. The Wormhouse could have been really cool, but it's just, you walk in and there's a straight path that takes you to the thing you're supposed to go to, and it's pretty boring. Mm. I wish they'd design it better so it's, more of an exploring and finding stuff instead of just walking and looking at the design. Seth? Well, I would have liked more differences between uh, Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, but globally, I there's nothing I really dislike about the game. <laughs> I think for me, I mentioned that, you know, the game kind of has a slow start and it feels a little bit too similar to Sun and Moon, and that may be because the game's only been you know, a year apart. Um, I think another thing that, that really kind of was disappointing for me was just the story didn't, it hasn't really grabbed me as much as Sun did. Maybe it's the way the Ultra Beasts are not as important, but because it's mostly, you know, focused on Necrozma and the two new ones. 
I don't know. There's something about the story that just hasn't grabbed me like the first game did. For me, it was like two, I guess, kind of small things. Like, they made such a big, huge deal in, like, the trailers and everything and in the game. Like, oh, Ultra, Mega, whatever the heck. And then (laughs) it's literally just, you know, like, it's a big, huge city. Yeah, exactly. Like... They make this effort to be like, oh, look, it's this huge place. But then, like, they have, like, barricades on every path. So it's just like, oh, look, you can walk three steps and then you're at the tower. Congratulations. This was the culmination of our big, huge, giant city. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's our dear, wonderful, clingy ex-boyfriend, Rotom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. At this point, I just kind of leave him to be sad because I just can't <laughs> deal anymore. He's so needy. Every time you catch it, you see a new Pokemon, he's like, I've never seen this Pokemon before. It gets so annoying. And, like, every time I want to use my map, he's like, hey, guess what? Here's some information you didn't need or ask for. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I just want to know where I am. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the worst is when you save the game and it tells you, Hey, it's been a while since you haven't saved your game. Oh, Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Very true. I hate that part. <laughs> I've, I've heard uh, both of those complaints. You know, the name Ultra Megalopolis makes it sound huge. It makes it sound like it's going to be a big deal. They, right. you know, they, they highlighted it in the, um, in the trailers. And, you know, it's, it's a hallway. And, you know, I, I made this comparison in the last part, but I'll, I'll do it again just because I love Platinum that much. You know, in, in Platinum, when you got the Distortion World, that was literally the antithesis of Linear. You, you really could go in multiple branching paths. There was a puzzle to solve. It was a big, giant world. And, yeah, there, there wasn't a heck of a lot to do in the Distortion World because there were no Pokemon you could catch other than Giratina. But, you know, that felt a lot bigger and it was a lot bigger you know you had a lot of interesting mechanics that you didn't see anywhere else you got to explore a whole different area uh and even surf down and up waterfall yeah you know it's like the prison it was much more visually interesting yeah it's the it's the presentation right because the distortion world it was so dynamic you were walking on walls and things were moving around and and you know like you said ng this is kind of with Ultra Megalopolis, it's really underwhelming. Yeah, and of course, I've I've heard plenty of people complaining, and I've I've seen this myself too. You know, even as early in the game as I am, where Rotom Dex just basically keeps saying, "Yeah, here's this. Yeah, here's that. Oh, look, a new Pokemon. I've never seen this before." So you know, it it, it can and does get annoying. And I was wondering if if Rotom Dex was a little more chatty than he was in the previous version, but apparently he was. I I wasn't misremembering. I like the idea of the Rotom decks. I, I like that concept, but I don't know. There are some, some things that maybe need to be ironed out with the way it's implemented into the game. Or how often he talks, too. Right. Something, yeah. Maybe just have him talk less. I'm not sure. But I like that he talks to you, but it's just a little too much, I think. Yeah, not all the time. What about the dex powers, the Roto powers? How have you guys liked those? Ugh. They're, they're useful, but... They are a bit much. I don't really need them. And he keeps bugging you about collecting them. And, like, the ones that I actually use, 
I never get any of them. Like, I've used, like, two of the HP ones, and I only have seven left. And then, meanwhile, I have, like, 26 of the bargain ones or something. It's like, give me what I use. <laughs> well, I guess the the fact that you're using those ones would mean, by definition, that you have less. But I, I get your point, yeah. I've only used two of them, though, because I never get any. <laughs> Anyway, so we kind of touched upon briefly how Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon just seem really similar to Sun and Moon. And, you know, I think that's a good segue into this essentially is the first third version game that we've had since Platinum version. Um, you know, really, Black 2 and White 2 were continuations of the story from Black and White. We never got Gray version. We never got, you know, Z. We never got. Uh, you know, we we haven't had a third version since Platinum. So what are your, your thoughts on that? You know, how would you compare Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon to previous third versions? And or how would you compare them to Black 2 and White 2? Well, I haven't played uh, Black 2. I did play White. But I'm, I believe what you had said, Angie, was that game, Black 2, is more plays like a sequel that continues the story of White version, and it's not a retelling, necessarily. It is a sequel. It's like you are a different person, and you can see the people that you met in the first games and how they are doing a few years later and stuff. Right, because, you know, Ultra Sun starts and you, you're moved into your new place and it just kind of starts the same way as Sun did. And I didn't know if they did that in Black 2 and White 2. No, they didn't. You're in a different town and it's it's a different story. What about you, Seth? Well, I didn't like White, so I didn't play White 2. So I wouldn't be able to compare it with it. But uh, compared to Emerald or Platinum, I liked uh, Emerald and Platinum better uh, because they had more content compared to the two first versions. I remember an Emerald version when they put those cutscenes in there with Groudon and Kyogre fighting and then Rayquaza comes down. That was so hype when I was a kid. Yeah. You saw those cutscenes it was like, wow, that's so cool. Um, and I think they put in some neat new things into this game too. So it's nice that they at least put a, a couple new things to keep you wanting to come back to the new games. And it's possible we just like Emerald and Platinum better because it's nostalgia talking. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Very true. And I only played those third versions when I was young. I only got Platinum and I only got Emerald because it, at the time, you know, it made sense to just wait until the third version. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I... um I only played Plat, and I only played Emerald, and I didn't get very far in Black 2. But I do agree that, like, it would have been a better idea to make um, the Ultra games, like, sequels like Black 2 and White 2, because then we wouldn't have these complaints about, oh, the story is basically the same for, like, three-fourths of the game. Right. It feels like you're just replaying Sun, but with a different story. But it's not con really, it is connected to the first games in a way, but I don't know, I would have liked to see it a little bit more. 
I yeah. So I, I guess our the, the summary of our, our thoughts here is uh, it's it's definitely more of a third version than it was something like Black Two or White Two, and I really do think that it it would have benefited from being a sequel game where you actually get you know a lot more Pokemon to potentially use, where you get more of the region you can explore, where you're actually a new character that can interact with characters from the previous game, and there was room. You know, to, to build a story going past Sun and Moon. You know, you could potentially see, you know, Lily coming back from Kanto or, you know, does however defeat Hala. You know, all of that character development from the characters from Sun and Moon that we never got because this is essentially a third version instead of a sequel version. Right. I definitely agree with the characters. I wanted to see uh, how they were doing like after the game because I really like a lot of the characters that they introduce in Sun and it's just the same story over but with slight changes and it wasn't it wasn't what I had hoped for at least but it's not bad either. All right, so I guess the the big thing is all of you at this point have gotten past the point where you faced off against the Ether Foundation and where you find out, they gasp, they were actually evil the whole time. <gasps> what? Dun, dun, dun. It totally caught me by surprise, you know. Yeah. So I've, I'm, I've heard, you know, I've, I haven't actually seen this myself because, you know, like I said, I just got to the Ether Paradise for the first time myself. But I've heard that Lusamine has new motives and new and, and actual character changes from her original incarnation in Sun and Moon version. What do you guys think about her motive changes and, and what do you think about her I, I don't know if I'd call it character development or, or character changes between Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Um, I mean, like, in Sun, it was really obvious that, you know, from her psycho smile when <laughs> Lego shows up, um, that she was, you know, trying to do this on purpose. Um, but in the Ultra games, she doesn't seem to be really... I mean, she she says, like... I'm here to protect Pokemon. I've been tasked to protect Pokemon. And, like, the only one who really mentions, like, Mon or whatever his name is, is Ladeon. Um, so, like, her motives aren't really, like, strong ones in the Ultra games, I think. I think for me, I personally, I wasn't a huge fan of Lusamine's motives in the first game. I don't know. They just didn't strike a chord with me. Just the way she was obsessed about the Ultra Beasts and this, what was it? She was like obsessed about beauty and perfection. And she was sitting in, she was sitting in that, and I don't even remember what it was called, but it was in that cave area and there's all those Nihilego flying around and it's like, this is like... Ultra Space. Okay, that was Ultra Space too. Uh, and it's like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you want for like beauty and perfection. I don't know. It just didn't really it didn't really hit me that that well. So, so I I kind of liked the changes that they put in this game. I guess it was really neither here or there for me, but but yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the, the the motives in the first in the first game. Well, I wasn't a fan of them, but I just think she actually had a motive. This time right. it didn't seem like she really had one. Yeah, and that's yeah, I think that's that's what I was trying to trying to get at is is it's it's different, but I don't know if it's necessarily bad. They Made me. They made more sense in the first because she styled Lily after the jellyfish thing, and it it made sense. She had a weird motive, but it made sense. Now it's just kind of a plot hole because she 
wants to defeat Necrozma or something, and it doesn't make sense to mm-hmm. me. It seems, yeah, they're just trying to change her, but they didn't really include the whole plot from the first, where it made sort of sense. No, it's just, it's a mess. Well, what I like about Luzamin in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon is that uh, she is her evolution after the battle against Necrozma, her evolution and uh, Guzma's evolution too. She, it's like she sees reason. She, mm-hmm. she's able to talk to with Lily and etc. And I think that's a, a good addition. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, so yeah, it it seems like, um, and again, I I haven't gotten here myself, so I'll I'll have to to make my own judgment uh, at at some point when I actually get around to playing the game again. But it it seems like she had stronger motives, even if the motives were kind of nonsensical in Sun and Moon, than she does in in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. But you know, her evolution after the the final battle is better in in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. That's that's yeah. how I'm understanding you. That's, yeah. yeah, I guess the the last sort of major topic to go over before we we wrap things up is uh, Ultra Recon Squad. Did they ever actually do anything, and and how do we like their addition into the game? Uh, do they ever become a major threat? And you know, how do we like the the new story bits that get integrated into the Sun and Moon original story? Uh. They didn't do much. I thought they were gonna do more, but they just show up in random places. And I like I like them though. They are charming. I guess they do this Alolan um, greeting, but more boxy because they don't they, they they don't understand it. So they're trying to greet you the way the Alolans greet each other, but it's, but it's 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 funny. It's stilted, yeah. Yeah, they they do it like this box motion, and they're they're funny and they're charming, but they don't do much with the story. They're just kind of there. Yeah, I agree. I think it was I don't know a little disappointing. I wish they could have done more, but but I agree. I like the way they act and the way you interact with them, and they have cool mustaches. <laughs> yeah, or the men do. So so that's that's a plus too. Oh, gotta love those mustaches. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> Well, as I said last time, they they just pop up at random places. Now I've got to see them to see what they were useful for. Uh, they're the one who give you the ultra, the ability to ultra ride uh, um, Salgaleo or Lunala, and that's that's not really. I would have liked them to have more development like uh, a more advanced development, I mean. But yeah, they're just cute characters that pop up, uh, that pop up at random places until they give you that uh, ability, and and that's all. And Dn, let's finish up with you. Um, yeah, they just kind of show up, and every time they show up, I'm just like, sigh, I have to fight these guys again. <laughs> they sigh. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're not good at battling. I'm like, so why are you battling me? <laughs> but, like, as a shiny hunter, I really do appreciate the ultra wormhole ride thing, but I think they could have done a lot more with the Ultra Recon Squad, and of course, as previously mentioned, you know, the Ultra Megalopolis. 
Yeah, and I'm so sad when I'm one hit KO her purple every time. <laughs> 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 you monster. Or no, little purple. I thought the UB was supposed to be the monster. Oh, uh, that's that's true, but it, it really isn't. Hmm. Alright, so that's pretty much everything that I had to for us to cover. Uh, so I guess let's now go through um, our final thoughts on the game. You know, maybe not our, our concrete final thoughts, but, you know, based on you guys being so much further in the game than I am. You know, what are your final thoughts on the game? What are your opinions on it? Um, you know, and, and stuff like that. You know, is there anything else that, that we haven't covered yet that you'd like to talk about? So let's start with Saf. Well, I'm as I said, I'm less disappointed now than I was last time when I was only at uh, Hano Grand Resort. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the little changes, but that's that. I mean, they they could have made a DLC for that instead of a whole game. I think it's not uh, it's not like there's not as much new content as there was in Platinum, as you said. But yeah, I'm less disappointed than I was last time. That's good. Do you ask? How about you? I think you know. I think a, a big conversation has been, you know, are these games worth buying if you've already played Sun and Moon? And for me, I do feel like it was worth the purchase. I'm glad that I bought it, and I've been enjoying my experience. It's not, you know, a perfect game. There are some things that could have been different. There are some. Things that could have been expanded upon, you know, like we touched on already. But overall, I'm I'm pleased with the experience so far. I'm glad that I'm glad that I bought it. DN. I mean, as much as I complain about a few little random things, I really did enjoy the game. I always buy both versions, and I definitely don't regret buying them both for Sun and Moon and the Ultra games. So yeah, I mean, it's a fun game. And no, no. How about you? I was sort of expecting more especially they did make the battles harder and that's something I've been wanting for a long time they just feel way too easy in the latest games and then they kind of buff it up in these so I like that and the rest is pretty okay I guess I like Pokemon so and the photo club's pretty sweet (laughs) yeah the photo club I, I love that feature it's it's amazing. Pokemon social media star. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess thank you all for joining me today. Uh, and thank you to all of the listeners for being patient with me. I'm not used to this whole hosting gig. Uh, I hope, in fact, I know that I didn't inundate you guys with puns because I'm sure they wouldn't let me come back if I did. <laughs> uh, it, it was definitely fun being at this end of the table and I definitely had a lot of fun with you guys, you know, asking the questions. And, and I think we, um, you know, I, I think overall it seems like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are good games. Um, you know, they even if they are more like third versions than, you know, I had originally wanted them to be. But, you know, again, there's, there's still a lot to like about the games. There's still a lot that they have improved over Sun and Moon. And, um... You know, I'm, I'm glad to hear that as we get further and further in the game, more stuff happens and, and things diverge a little bit more. Uh, and this is actually going to rekindle me to uh, start playing again and not wait for Nihilego to eat Lusamine because I feel like I'd be waiting forever if I did that. <laughs> so, 
I guess that's it, and we'll definitely see you guys next time. Um, and thanks for joining me. To understand.